Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today, I have a very special guest. John Merriman has been a musician in Sacramento for over 30 years, and he is best known for his unique style of playing solo acoustic guitar. However, what is not known by many who follow his music is that he and his wife Stephanie own and operate Merriman Management Support, a national management training company that specializes in training managers for natural food grocery co-ops around the country. Now, although his work keeps him busy at the center of his life, has been his ongoing quest to develop a deeper relationship with the spiritual world. Having been visited many times by spiritual beings as a young child, he has walked a lifelong path of exploration in search of answers to the deepest questions of life and that we all face. And I have to say that John and I met several years ago, and there was sort of an instant rapport in that we have both been walking this lifelong path. And John, I welcomed you to Discovering Spirit Within. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me, Reverend Deborah. It is a joy to talk to you. I look forward to this so much. And uh, it's just great to be here. Great to be here talking to a kindred spirit. (laughs) So our conversation is really about, and you were talking about some of your own insights recently of who is God anyway? Yeah. Yeah, this is big for me. You know, ever since a kid, I knew my life path very early in life was to kind of try to figure out what in the heck was going on in the world. I mean, it, it's, it's not, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't nebulous. It wasn't, uh, it was just uh, wanting to know what in the heck was going on. So, you know, uh, I finally got it. I finally could define God. I finally could define what faith is. And uh, when this happened to me, and it's just a couple weeks ago, my life seemed to coalesce around this. And I, it finally had what I'm doing here, wh- what keeps me going. I could finally define it for myself. So can I lay this on you? Here we go. You can, but let me give a little bit of get a con- context. We're okay. talking 50 years of working on this. Yeah. Or, or how many? Yeah. I mean, this, this isn't something that uh, came instantly. Right. And, okay. you know, in, in being in the realms we are, you always hear the word faith, you always hear the word God, but, and you're always kind of have an idea about it. You always kind of think, you know, but you're not sure. And that's evolving. But for me, it finally coalesced around uh, a few ideas about who God is and what faith is. And that's that faith that brings us forward. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is what hit me. And uh, so you got to kind of give this a little time to sink in. That God is our ultimate cosmic potential. It is our growth potential is who God is. And that's our potential to know, our potential to understand, our potential to have courage to move forward, our potential to work in groups well, our potential to have wisdom, our potential to worship, and our potential to uh, have intuition and talk back and forth to spirit. And that's, God is the ultimate of those things. And for me, God is my potential. And it's everybody's potential 
And then I have faith in that, that my life path has finally led me to believe in that, to have faith. When I see somebody, I see God, and therefore I see their potential, their ultimate cosmic potential. And even though, you know, they define faith as belief in things unseen. And even though when you look at somebody and it ain't looking like there's much there in terms of this, I still have faith. I have faith in their potential to grow into being a real child of God. And that kind of did it for me, that realization that that's what faith is. It's faith. It's basically faith in people's ability to spiritually grow into these knowledge, understanding, you know, courage, uh, counsel, wisdom, and all these things. It's, it's a person's ability and potential. Now, whether they achieve that potential, I don't know. That's a whole different thing. But uh, as long as I have faith in that, I can move forward. I live in a positive world. I can see known steps toward a positive goal. And uh, the world becomes very ordered for me then. There's not a lot of mystery anymore because of this faith in this very basic potential that's in us all. What do you think? Well, what comes to my mind is that, um, you know, we have a saying in New Thought and like in Unity is that um, I see the Christ in you or I see, you know, I see God in you. And right. And some of affirmations are wonderful things, but they also lead us into doing bypasses in terms of, well, they're acting like a jerk right now, but I see them as a child <laughs> of God. If you take that step back and say, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't see a person as a child of God right now, but I can see that potential in them. Exactly. That's a whole different thing. You're not doing the bypass. You're not giving them, you know, you're not saying... You're not making it easy for them or for you, but you're you're when you're seeing the potential, that's a whole different thing than just trying to see them right now as a child of God, because we all fluctuate. <laughs> you know, that's the missing point. That's the I think that's the third main key in this lock is just what you said, uh, because I see the Christ in you. Well, what in the heck is the Christ? What is the God. And this is all through my life. And I go, yeah, I, I kind of got a feeling for what that means. I kind of feel that, but I really couldn't define it in myself. But when I defined it as these positive traits, these positive traits of knowing, of understanding, of, and basically ability to love, that's our potential. And, and because you often see the jerks, I mean, you know, so to speak. Yeah. And you don't see this in the moment, but this is faith. This is the, this is the key of faith that I have come in my life. Now, all I can do is just testify for my life. I have faith in that. And I don't see it in the moment, but I have faith. And it's that faith that is like, it raises me. I raise up on that faith. I raise up on that faith. And, uh, and, and the whole world can say, you're wrong. The whole world can give me evidence that, oh, are you crazy? I mean, you have faith in this stuff. Look at the world. What do you have faith in? 
I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm done. I have faith in those things that we have in us. And God is the ultimate source of those things. He's the ultimate source of knowledge. He's the ultimate source of understanding. He's the ultimate source of love, of 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 communication, of, of working together. He's the ultimate source and we have potential to grow. So it's a, it sets us on a lifelong path of seeing the world in steps toward a known goal is all I can think of that we are moving in that direction. It's not quote airy fairy. It's very real. Let's have faith in some very real growth potentials that we all have. Yeah. And that's, it's, just, it's settled my heart so much. It's like, I don't have to define, oh, Jesus is walking on a cloud or Christ is some glowing orb or I can see all this and you're just not being this right now. Nobody's really being it right now. But we have faith that we can move forward. And that keeps me going. That puts, yeah. when I get up in the morning, that's what gets me going. That's what keeps me going. Yeah, one of the most helpful things that somebody said to me years ago, and I'm going to have to modify the language a little bit, but um, <laughs> it was uh, it was my uh, my mentor, and he was a deeply spiritual man. He'd been a unity minister for 100 years, and he said, you know, Deborah, he said, everyone is a child of God. Some of them just manifest as, we'll say jerks. Yeah. The word started with an A, but, you know, he said, you know, it's just everybody's a child of God, but some some people just manifest as. So it's like, how am I manifesting or how is this person manifesting in the moment? That's not necessarily yes. their true self. Yeah. And then so it's like, but I know, and then so where you got to was, I know that potential. I see that potential and I, I can... You know, because the world we live in right now, if we don't have faith and we don't see that potential, we could get pretty, um, pretty bummed out, frankly. Oh, yeah. You know, I came across this saying last night watching a TV show, and this person was having trouble with being, finding any joy in life. And this therapist told her to stop doom scrolling. Stop going out and, and scroll, doom scrolling through your, your, the news. Stop doom scrolling. You know, stop. And, and I love yeah. that term, doom scrolling, looking at all of the awful things, because there's a lot of amazing things going on in the world as well. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and you can see that potential, that God potential yeah. when you when you look for it. And that's not just looking for the good and we're tripping down our little happy, merry, you know, right. oblivious way. It's there is very much good in this world. And that's the God, God manifesting. Yeah. And I think. The, the main point for me was that, and that's why faith is the magic carpet here, because you won't see it. You can doom scroll and you don't see it. You don't have any visible proof coming at you through all the avenues that you have learned to recognize as visible proof. But now faith in the unseen will lift you up above that. It's the faith and you can't give it to anybody. You can't find it you just i just all i can do is testify in myself i finally found that it's the faith yeah because there ain't nothing out there going to tell you that this is the way it is and that's just what you were saying the doom scrolling is 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 going one way and i want to go the other way <laughs> well so. you know and and it, and it is like i know so many people who just, you know, glory in nature and their gardens and their flowers, because yeah. that's where they find, 
<clears throat> I mean, uh, that is that that is what bolsters my faith is seeing, uh, you know, seeing that 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 manifestation of the good of the God of the whatever we want to call it. There's so many words, and of course, the word God. So many people are allergic to it. Oh God! Um, oh God! <laughs> 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 yes, uh, allergic is a great word. Uh, yeah, but you still got to deal with it. You got to yes. deal with that word. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I think that's where we run into trouble. A lot of people don't want to deal with it. So I'm not dealing with it. But when you finally deal with that, okay, what is the ultimate? Where does this come from? For me, I finally really dealt with it. And it's like, boy, the world just came into came into focus. And I don't have to take big steps. Just the smallest little steps is is all that's needed during the day just the stop doom scrolling just the f plant flowers yeah for me that's my big thing yeah. i always said i'm going to plant flowers you know but you know what you're all, and and you do that with your music you plant yeah you yeah. know that, that, exactly. that, that yeah um but i i'm realizing too is that god is a very external word and yes. faith is and, and it's an external thing and faith is purely internal yes so what exactly. you did was you finally you finally invited God inside. Yes, beautiful. So you said that perfectly. There was always the dichotomy: God is outside, faith is inside. But what do I have? If you don't know what God is, what do you actually have faith in? What is this? It's just coming up through religious training, like I have, and. Many people have. You just hear these words and you're expected to know what they mean. You're expected to somehow plug them into your life. You're expected to do all this thing and they're never really defined for you. So, I mean, that's what, in my spiritual path, that's what I finally came to. I finally defined them. I find I moved God inside as my potential, my potential. And as I look at the world, I see that potential in everybody now. Even though the world doesn't show that to me at all, I have faith in that, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play music. I'm ready to try to bring that out in people. Well, I'm ready it, to talk to you on a podcast. <laughs> Anything. But you know, the thing is, is that you know the whole thing that we are mirrors for each other, and that's another thing that people I think take way too far. But if I am seeing the good in myself, if I am in touch with my own potential, then I cannot help but see the potential in other people. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's, that's the other part of it. It always comes back. It always starts with us. You know, I, I say that this is the spiritual path that I am on and what, we, what we, I teach and what we teach at Spiritual Life Center is one of the very hardest spiritual paths you can follow because you are required to do your own work. Oh, amen to that. You know, amen. I, and that's why, that's why certain, uh, you know, certain people are attracted and there are people who are willing to, to who are searching and they yeah. find okay this is a place i can search in as opposed to being fed things and uh and sure sure it's it's great and you are a minister i mean that must be a great feeling i mean for you i mean you know i i'm always wondering you know i always go what's it like what's it like i mean do people what's it like being a minister you know what's it like 
you know, a lot of people take ministers for granted, I think. Oh, there's a fixture of the church. But what's, you know, what really, what's it like, you know? Yeah, and, it, and um, you know, we are, as Spiritual Life Center, we're moving toward a, a different model so that we are we are the spiritual teachers of the church, but the church is, it's, it's more like a co-op. So, you know, we're not yeah. at the top laying down the law and yeah. I could I couldn't be that kind of minister. Honestly, I'm a spiritual teacher. I happen to be an ordained minister, but I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm here to have conversations with people like you to share it with people like on our on our podcast or on a Sunday talk or in a discussion group. But my job is to have the conversation. My job is simply to have the conversation and, and, and give people a form and a place to think and, and talk about how to, you know, how it works for them. Because, you know, what we're saying right now, someone could be listening and saying, okay, I understand what he's saying, but that doesn't quite work for me. But then they interpret it into their own vocabulary, their own yeah. life experience, their own personal framework. Yep. And they can take that and use it. And um, I have said some of the weirdest things, you know, that I thought, and I've had people come back later and say that was exactly what they needed to hear. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, and um, so, you know, being a minister has its, its, its uh, uh, I mean, it, Reverend James says it's an impossible job, which makes me feel a lot better. It's like you just do what you do every day and, and go to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it an impossible because you think of the expectations put on you? The expectations and the thing <laughs> is is that you're you are dealing with people in their most peopley mode, you know. I mean, and ministers don't really have a people don't tend to have big filters when they talk they when they talk to a minister, they'll come up and they'll just say anything to you. And uh you and you have a, an organization where you maybe have a hundred people and you have a hundred people want church to be their way. You know, oh, we all have an point. idea. And so you're always hearing yeah. the ideas and the, the feedback. And so you decide, <clears throat> you decide this is the way we're going to do it because we have to decide on something, right? And uh, here's our potential. This is, this is how we do God. This is how, we, we, this is how we're presenting it. And then people get to decide whether they like our presentation or they might go down the street to another presentation. Uh, uh -huh. You know, um, you have to be able... I mean, of course, you've got the standard, you know, your, your traditional churches, but the, the way we work is like, we are here to give you the opportunity to grow in your own way. Right. And if, if I, I, I could never be the kind of minister that, that tells people what to believe and how to believe and all of that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to help people figure out what they believe and how they relate to the kinds of things that we talk about. Yes. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is in uh, organized religion, which uh, the unity movement is an organized religion. This is, this is new thought. This is something new, this being a shepherd walking with you in spiritual growth. Certainly in the history of Christianity, which I come from, this is new. <laughs> this, is, this is like you had the original church, then you had the Reformation with Luther and Calvin and those, all those guys. Now we're in the uh, kind of another Reformation area where we're, uh, we, hopefully I feel I'm a part of this I'm in some small part, that we are now um, walking with as opposed. In the first, in the first uh, history, it was you are walking toward 
I am controlling where you walk. The second with the Reformation was like, well, no, we can walk, you know, I can tell you better ways to walk. And then this is now we walk together, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, no, I I think, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that is is that we walk together. And the thing is, is that as the great generation, the people in their eighties and nineties are leaving the planet, then the boomers are coming along, and our, you know, th- those older people were the ones who who really supported traditional religion. The boomers came along, and we kind yeah. of blew it up a little bit. Yeah. And we still support churches, but not the way those the older generation did. And the, the people coming behind us, the millennials and the Gen Zs and all of them, they're yeah. uh, they're I see such spirituality in them, but they're not like I'm not coming to church every Sunday and giving you half my salary and blah. I mean, that's not how it's going to work anymore. They're interested in their relationship with what we're calling God. They're not interested Amen. in their relationship with an institution. And I think that's, I, I personally think that's uh, the nature of spiritual evolution. I agree. I think people have spiritual needs, basic spiritual needs. Yeah. It's more basic than even food and air and water, really. And it takes a long time for society to form structures and institutions to serve those. And so uh, and so it's taken a couple thousand years to get there in the, ter- in the, in the history of Christianity, actually. Mm-hmm. But that's this is how this is the pace of evolution, and we're in this new, exciting time of evolution for uh, religion and spirituality. And I feel fortunate to have to be here. And I know coming, I came from a very rural area, very strict religious area, and so I had to kind of walk this this path myself of doing these steps of kind of getting free of the old and getting into the new. So. That's great. Great. Yeah. yeah. But it all comes back to faith. I mean, we have to have faith yes. in, in life. We have to have, I mean, I have to have the faith that when I go to bed, you know, at night, that when I wake up, the sun's going to be there in the morning, the, the morning's exactly. going to come. And, yeah. you know, so I, um, we need continuity. We need we, and we need some sort of structure in our lives. And even if you, if even if you're not like following a specific religion, whatever that is, we still need structure in our spirituality. It's yeah, like you know, we need, yeah. like you're saying, you needed to understand what God was for you. That's that's a structure that you need. Yes, yeah, and it was great. But what we were talking the other night about? Uh, well, you know, we were talking about, you know. Um, structure and we are talking about oh what's the word i got a brain bubble here uh you know oh ceremonies and ceremony ceremony we are talking about the need still the need for ceremony and the humans humans need that type of and that enters into needing the structure of the ceremony and that's why it's still so important uh the funeral is still very important or the celebration of life is important all these structures are so important to to be human these days and so you can't throw it you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater you know, no and, and and they're you know they're used to be in other cultures and really olden days is that you know there there were rites of passage for young people you know as they exactly. got to a certain age it's like like the the jew in jewish uh, in judaism they still have you know the the rites of passage when you hit 12 or 13 or yes. whatever in um the episcopal church at a certain age you be you uh, became confirmed 
You know, there yes. was, um, and yes. then out in society, there were other other ways of, uh, of yeah. acknowledging these different things. And that's what I, I just, some, it came to my mind when you were talking about that. I wonder if that's why weddings have gotten so out of control, because that's one of the very few ceremonies, at least in this country, that we have left. Yeah, you're right. In this country, uh, the wedding has kind of gone out of control because people can... <laughs> I mean, the wedding has kind of lost a lot of the religious significance, which mm -hmm. kind of formed it and said, this is the way a wedding works, you know, now it's like parties on, you know, so <laughs> it's yeah. still a, it's still a big ceremony. But yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of blown itself up there with indulgence, I would it say. Is. And and then the other thing that I hear from people is to say, well, when I die, I don't want anybody to, you know, don't do anything for me. I don't want you to. And it's like, I just, and I'm, I try not, you know, I'm pretty, I can be a little too blunt sometimes. I say, well, the thing is, is this, the ceremony isn't for you. It's the people who are left behind. Exactly. And I don't, and exactly I don't, true. I don't add, get over yourself, but I'm thinking it. it's like, <laughs> you know, we, um. I, I did this really sweet little uh, celebration of life a couple of weeks ago. There were 15 people there. And this, you know, and um, so I, we had recorded music. It was very simple. And we, I, you know, we played a recorded song and then I said a little bit and then people, then we had more music and then people, you know, there were a couple of poems read and it was in a very small room, small group of people. And then I just, I, I talked about her for maybe two minutes and then I just turned it over to everybody. And it was this little sweet little discussion group about this woman. And it was one of the best memorial services I've ever you know, oh, been part of, because everybody just sat and they laughed and they talked, you know, within within the ceremony. And then and then at the end, I did, a you know, a prayer and another song. And then I'm adding into my memorial services. Now, I, after we have released the soul to their, you know, highest good and bless them, I then bring it back and I bless the people and I ask them to hold hands, because they're the ones that are left. And they're the ones that it's, it's there for. Yeah. And so I'm adding that in now. It's like, okay, we've let them go. Now let's take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. It's it, That would not have happened without the necessity of ceremony. Yeah. It just yeah. wouldn't have happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. The ceremony was the vehicle. And so, uh, yeah. so many times uh, in iconoclastic youth would just wanted to get rid of all, you know, get rid of all ceremony, get rid of all structure that we, that's the baby with the bathwater, I yeah. think. Yeah. The, the so important. The thing is, is that, you know, I watch baby boomers, and I, I'm an early baby boomer. So, you know, I don't know what the what the people who are born in the 60s were doing. But my group, we were throwing all kinds of stuff out. And we brought we started bringing back structure in different ways, because we found we still needed it. Yeah. We just needed to do it differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'm looking at looking at it like the boomers. Uh, threw away the ties and brought guitars into the church. <laughs> in I, that's ex that's perfect. That's exactly what happened. And then now now we're throwing, you know, now we're throwing out uh some some really basic things that are just not needed. And a lot of these churches are there I look at them, I visited them and I go, "Ooh, boy, how, what's how you know, what's going to happen here?" Yeah. You know? and, and I think they're yeah. just people's spiritual needs are to be connected 
to the source of life and know that it is goes on that life is eternal yeah and the more you can just get back up let that flow through you as a minister or even a lay any lay person just say this is this is i feel this i feel i feel this i feel the life i feel the eternal life and i'm just getting out of the way and i want to let that flow you know now my mind needs the faith my mind needs the structure my mind needs the definitions but basically it comes down to feeling it in your heart having the courage just to get out of the way and let that flow to another human being but see john you do the same thing i do with with your music you're you're a your minister too yeah you're, and i think we're all lay ministers in a sense yeah. now you have the structure and the form and you can do the ceremonies right but we all have to become you know it's a great it's a great idea it's just a beautiful idea when people and it's what we've been talking about when people take responsibility they do their own work and then they become their own their own minister their own radiating hub right. of spirit i know yeah. you know i this is something i wanted to talk about because we talked about this the other day about how to connect people to spirit how do you do it you know it's like how do you get out there and do it and for me, it's like, it's almost like a Taoist thing. You do it by not doing it. If you're in the way and you're trying to do it, it's not going to happen. It happens when you get out of the way and let it flow through you. If you're trying to connect people to spirit, it's not going to work. When you're not trying to connect people to spirit, you know, take, correct me if, if you don't think this is the good way to say it. If you're, if you, if you're out there and you step back and allow spirit to come through you're not trying and the same way with my guitar playing when i when i try not to just be me entertaining but let the spirit of music flow through i'm not trying i'm not doing that's when it happens that's the magic well, no, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. I always get the image of, are you, am I, you know, am I, uh, am I standing up in the river and walking up river against the flow? Yeah. Or am I, you know, are I going with the flow? And, um, you know, and then, then of course, it's like, what is it that you do to connect with spirit? Honestly, for people who drink coffee, getting up in the morning and making that coffee and sitting there drinking that coffee, that's a ceremony. That is ceremony. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is a, and it is a religious experience for some people, but oh, yeah. you know, I mean, so, I mean, there's formal ceremony where you have someone who officiates and whatever, but if you really think about what the things that you do in your life, there is ceremony around so much that you do. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've watched people, people who have um, addictions to alcohol, I have watched them the way they make their drinks. There's a whole... I've, I've watched that whole ceremony. It's a ceremony for them, this, this whole thing that they do. But I also see it with, you know, people who, I, my husband puts a sandwich together. I could have eaten two meals by the time he's finished putting his, his sandwich together because he's so meticulous. Um, and, and, and he wouldn't ever think of it as ceremony, but I can see the ceremony in him preparing this sandwich for him to eat. Well, here, let me let me throw this out, see what you think, uh, especially just I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking, OK, ceremony, what's actually going on? Do you think that the ceremony gives people safe space in that ceremony and that allows them to be more receptive and more open? Do you think that's it? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 create it, it absolutely creates that safe space, it, and it, and it opens up. And this is this is hard to describe, but it opens up that space. It's, it's not just creating the safe space, but the 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 energies it 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 brings in or it opens up it opens you up to the energies. Right. It's like if we go back to the example of the cup of coffee in the morning, the person gets up and they go around, they do all the things of making the cup of coffee, and then they sit down and maybe they look outside at their garden or whatever, and they go into that quiet moment. Right. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, and all the jokes about I'm not I'm not a person until I have my caffeine in the morning. Yeah, I think a lot of that is it's more about that moment, that moment of stopping. Oh, so it'd be I'm not connected to spirit until I have my coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it it it's it's really it's always about stopping. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, and and I think that I think. I kind of got it. It's that stop. It's that pause, which allows the opening. Yeah. And then, uh, and then spirit can come through, but okay, here's a question for you. And, uh, so something else we talked about a little bit is that can, in terms of, oh, this, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I don't know if we have enough time here, but, um, about connecting to spirit and the connecting to a, to a spiritual being. I've always found in my life that they control the communication. It's not like there's a doorbell I can ring. I can try to get information. I can ask. I can pray. I go, please give me information on this. But they control the pacing, not me. They control when they're going to give me the information. It's not like it's a button I can hit and information comes. It doesn't work like that way for me. It works like me. I put in my request, they'll consider, and then they'll give me something that they think is good. Now, if it's really, if I'm really on tender hooks, if I'm really emotional, it usually comes pretty quick, but not necessarily. What do you think? Is Am I, well, how's it work for you? For me, well, I, it, it, for me, I, the way I would phrase it is that I get it when I'm ready to get it, when I can yeah. understand it. It's not okay. so much. It's not so much that they're sitting around the board, the board in the boardroom, trying to decide what to give me. It's just like um, it's like when my mind becomes, when I become really ready to to be able to absorb or see the solution then then i get it it's there i th i think it's there all it's all, the answer's already there it's us getting our minds wrapped around and being able to accept that it's there Good and point. those of us who have relationships with with spirit guides or spiritual beings it feels like a, a you know kind of a give and take relationship but honestly uh, when i when i think about it it's like if I'm asking for a solution for something and I'm not getting it from spirit, it's probably because I'm so busy trying to think up my own answers. Oh, and I'm amen. not hearing them. Oh, I got my hands raised here. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And that's exactly that's exactly the uh, the crux of the situation is like, and that's what I've noticed in my life when I I only get it in these sideways when my mind is finally given up and either i've given up i can't find the answer i've just totally given up oh okay finally it comes through or it just comes through in some sideways way that oh i never would have thought of that and because 
our minds want to come up with those answers. And that's actually kind of goes back to ceremony a bit in terms of taking that break from your mind, you know, taking that time out and stuff like that. So answers can come through, but it's, you'll get it when you're ready. And I have, I, I have faith in that. I yeah. have faith in that. Yeah. And that, and yeah. actually that's probably where my faith is the strongest is, is that like, I can't see an answer to this right now, but I know it will come. And, um, you know, that's why when we talk about surrendering to God, we're not talking about giving up your life to God. We're not talking about giving up your personal power to God. We're talking about getting out of our own way. We're oh, talking man. about, you know, we're pretty full of, as human beings, honestly, we're pretty full of ourselves. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, step aside, do the stopping thing, just stop for a moment. Um, I had a, a I have those, I have more than one cat. And uh, that was not intentional, but that's what happened. And we have in this house, we have one of those, those ledges that they put in, in living rooms. I think you're supposed to put your, you know, $3 million Native American pots upon these things together, yeah. does. Okay. <laughs> well, we have it set up so the cats can get up there. Um. And we have a cat tree. And there's a time of day when everybody gets, I'm going to say this word, I hope I don't get attacked, treats. And... This one cat loves to go up and down, and one day I thought I would throw one up onto the ledge. And I threw it, and she knew something was happening, and she'd go halfway up the tree, and she'd get really confused, and she'd come back down, and she'd look. And I threw another one up there, and she would go up, and she would look, and she would come back down, and she was trying to figure it out. And then at some point, she just kept watching me, and I threw one up there, and she was sitting on the top of the cat tree, and I threw it up, and she looked at me, and the brightest light came into her eyes. I could see when it totally connected, and she jumped up there, and she went, and she got it. And it was the most, and, and none of the other cats have figured it out. They watch me do it with her, and none of the other cats have figured it out. They walk around and they look at the ground, trying to figure out where I'm throwing them on the ground. But this cat, Lizzie, got it, and the look in her eyes, and she is still so proud of herself. And every time oh I get out, and every time I get out treats, she runs up the tree and she waits for me, or I'll look up and she's looking at me over the edge, waiting for me to throw them up there. And she, I mean, that cat is proud, and she, but she made that connection, and none of the other cats have. She had a spiritual growth. She had, <laughs> I don't know, and it was electric. I mean, it was in her mind. Her yes. mind is spirit, also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the and yeah. the the light that just her eyes, you could just see it. It was like lightning. It hit her. She figured it out. Oh my and, god. And 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 I, I and, and it was like what a what a reflection of what it's like for me when I get something or when I see someone else, when you see it click. I almost heard yeah. it. It was such a big deal for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a great story. That goes that goes right into the uh I mean, we are our animal part that goes right into the joy of learning. Yeah. We all have that. We all have that's part of being in this world, in this yeah. place. And then you can, you click and you click. Uh, but then I'll, I'll equate that when you start clicking into your spiritual life like right. that. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Yeah. I mean, that's eternal. That's eternal. When you click into like the cat and you finally figure out things like that yeah so uh that's you know i don't know how much, how much time do we have a lot enough time to oh, open we, up a new topic here yeah we do okay we do i i i got this this thing that i've been thinking about and i think well, first of all 
let me say something you just said. I just wrote it down. Giving up your life to God. Oh my God, who would want to give up their life to God? And what I think that came from so much from my Christian upbringing was like, what, what they were really saying is give up your life to the church. Yes. And that's, and that's, and some people could sign on to that. And some people, and if you couldn't, at one time you were considered a heretic. At one time, I mean, certainly through the Inquisitions and things like that, you could be killed if you didn't give up your life to the church. Um, now, I were, I'm countering that with find your life. I find my life in God because I know God is, is my potential. I know God is the greatest thing that is goodness and love that I can go to. You know, so it's flipping that script. Give up your, who would want to give up your life to God? It's your life. Your life is, is so beautiful and valuable and vital and you want to express it. And so you give up, you find your life in God. So anyway, I just had to say that because you, you said that one sentence. I go, oh my God, that's always, that's been a big thing in my life. Being raised in the church. Yeah. I mean, that was like, okay. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, being a young man and, you know, and uh, people, you know, the traveling missionaries knocking on your door, figuring out how is, how are you giving up your life now? You know, they would come to your house and, you know, okay, yeah, I'm giving up my life. Okay. Uh, but now it's the, we can flip that script. So. Well, again, it's really what you what you're doing is you're 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 going inside and you're claiming your personal inner spiritual power. Absolutely. And and that um, I remember I had a had a revelation just I don't know it's been the last within the last ten years because I was at, at SLC I was moving chairs in the chapel <laughs> and just you know and I was touching the chair and i knew this on some level but it be, but it just slammed into me that the atoms that make up that chair are exactly this made out of exactly the same substance that makes up my body there's mm -hmm. only one substance in the universe it's how it's arranged yeah and yeah. i i stood there for a minute and went wow i mean it was like that idea finally coalesced for me and when I realized that, you know, this, the cat sitting here is made out of exactly the same material as I am, you know, the pixels we're looking at on the Zoom that we're doing here, I mean, there's only one substance. And when you start to think about, it's just how things are arranged. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and, you, and, and so we have all of this potential, all of this power, all of this ability to be the amazing, and we came here to be amazing. You know, yeah. we did. I, we came. I have faith in that. Yeah. I have faith in that. Even yeah. though the world does not show me that, I have faith in that. And I, I, I and it kind of goes back to how we started that I, I'm, there's no way I cannot give up that faith. It, it's gone beyond into that. I now am that faith in that because there's nothing else beyond that. I think it's that's beautiful, like, John. You're saying I am that faith. I, mean, I that's, am that faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of finally clicked to me that I know that I am that faith. And it's like, it's nothing, ex it is absolutely nothing external. It's just the way I was created by God is to find my way back. And it's not like it's, it's not like you have to, it's not like you have to, uh, 
it's not like a construction. It's not like a thing you put together. It's not like you finally solve the puzzle. It's just finding out, oh, that's who I am. I am that. And that's I and my faith in that is my ticket forward. If I don't have that, it's sink, it's Sinkville. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just Sinkville. It's just it's you're down in the doom scrolling. So that kind of tied it all together. <laughs> I love that term. I just like, yeah. I do too. I'm writing that down right now. That's a good one. That came from a TV show called The Good Fight. Um, But the the whole idea, the whole thing that you're talking about, John, is that internal underst- that internal knowing of yourself. And, yes. uh, you know, in all of my writing now, uh, the word self is a word by itself, and it's always capitalized. So I don't write yourself anymore. It's your self with self as a separate word capitalized because, you know, this is what we're talking about. Our self is, is you know, the God, the one source, the pure energy that is expressing through each one of us. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that, with the, with the uh, capitalized, like self. There's only one self. Yeah. We're all part of it. Yeah. And God is the greatest self. Yeah. And we are all, you know, ourselves. And, and that's, we can finally have that. We can own it. We're not giving our life away to God. We are part of God. We gain our life. And those mental constructs of, you know, you've got to give your life away. You've got to, you know, all that. It's no, we have to, f- don't give. It's not giving away, it's fine, it's it's receiving, it's getting, <laughs> it's getting our capital S-E-L-F, our capital self. Yeah. The one self. Oh my God, I'm just all I'm just all inspired now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's just being. It's 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 our beingness. It's and, our being and it's our selfhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's who we are. It's who and it's discovery of it's just who. We are, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to earn it. It's just, it starts out with just who we are and then follow the growth of becoming it. And uh, it'll take some, it'll take some faith right now, I think. (laughs) That's beautiful, John. And I think, uh, I think that's a good, good thing to end on. I'm so grateful for you joining me today. Oh, Reverend Deborah, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a rare treat for me too, and I think it's uh, when Zoom first came out, I was really a skeptic, but I think I'm kind of you know, we've gone through the Zoomification of America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh no, I ain't going there. But I like this. Things like this are now possible. So I, I'm well, I'm you know, I, I think like anything else, it's it's like learning. At first, we were doing it out of desperation because we needed to stay connected. Yeah. And now, you know, we've learned to use these tools um, to stay connected in other ways. Um, but also it likes it makes it very easy for us to come together and do this. It's much more convenient. What time can yeah. we meet? And um, yeah, you know, and 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 even something like this, it's really a, it's really a God thing. And actually our sitting down to to have this conversation is another form of ceremony. You know, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, we, yeah, we've tied it all together here. Yeah. So. yeah. so, John, thank you so much for being with me today. And uh, I wish everyone a beautiful, faith-filled week. Amen. Thanks, Deborah. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening today. 
Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.